0: All right, guys, we're in. We are in. We are in. We're in. We're in. So, uh, on today's episode, we have Corey Pritchett, special effects coordinator, second generation. He's a man. He's a myth. He's a legend. He's uh, very good at what he does, and uh, we're glad to have him on
1: today. Yeah, I worked first worked with Corey on uh, Shameless. Nice, and uh, he worked with us on Snowfall. Yep, he's done a bunch of movies. Yeah,
0: The Mist. Was a ghost of Mars? Ghost of Mars, yeah. And my favorite, Ali.
1: (laughs) That's where I met him.
0: Yeah, I think I met everybody in Hollywood on Ali. They all came through at some point.
1: Well, that's the thing, you know. If anybody hasn't noticed yet, um, the folks that come on this show are coming to the show through our personal connections. Yes, and our personal connections obviously are through the people that we worked on on what shows we've worked on. So, um, so that's. A no brainer. It's obvious um, that it works that way. But um, we uh, we always ask people at the end of the show, you know, the martini. What are you even watching? Right. Nobody ever asks us that. No, because nobody really gives a shit what we think. No, but we're going to tell them today. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: what are you watching? What are you watching these days? man? Ah, man. What I watch, I mean, honestly, what I watch, I watch a lot of sports. Basketball, football, and when baseball was around, I was watching that.
1: You're saying that majority of everything that you watch is sports?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah, I'm much more of a... That, that is my um, reality TV, is sports. Okay. You know, right now it's basketball season and football season's up. What I have been doing is binging, and I binged watch. Hopefully I'm saying it correctly. Ashoka? Ahsoka? Ash- I
1: think it's a sho- Ahsoka? Ahsoka.
0: Ahsoka. I believe it's Ahsoka, the uh, Star Wars series that's on Apple, I believe. No, no, not no, Apple. No, no Disney. Sorry. Sorry, Disney. Blasphemer. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that was very cool. Um, I did a crazy one the other day. I, sp- I did it all in one day. It's, called, uh, it's the one that I think Merce talked to us about. Uh, Lion, Special Ops, Lioness.
1: Okay, with uh, Zoe Saldana.
0: Uh-huh. It's really good, really good. I started doing. Oh, a really good one. Bass Reeves, Lawman. Oh, that's on Paramount. Paramount Plus. Yeah, and it's based on uh, one of the most prolific lawmen ever. This black dude named Bass Reeves, who was a slave, who had to fight in the Civil War on the Confederate side.
1: Oh geez. Yeah,
0: that was quick. that's how it opens up. And um he ends up uh escaping after they go back to the plantation, he beats up the owner, kicks his ass and takes off and goes to the Indian country and ends up just being the man. You got to see it cuz you don't fuck with Bass. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the first time I was introduced to that, I, I don't want to call it a character because it's a, it's a historical figure. Exactly. It's a true story. I'm right. um, sure it's fictionalized to a certain yeah, degree. Yeah, of course. But um, the first time I was introduced to Bass Reeves, I didn't even know about Bass Reeves, and sadly, the first time I really was clued into the Tulsa- um, Oklahoma. Oklahoma Massacre mm-hmm. was um, watching... The HBO series, The Watchmen. Yes, Bass Reeves is a character in that, right? But Bass was long dead before the, the Tulsa, Oklahoma. Right, but I, th- some I can't remember exactly how right. it tied in, but he, th- there clearly was a a reason and a place for his character in right. the, in this series. Well, you know the other the other thing is is that
0: supposedly the character of the Lone Ranger is based on bass reeves. Really? <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. So you can see how at during that time in the fifties bass probably wouldn't have been welcomed into Middle America. Right. So, so the Lone Ranger is is supposedly based on Bass Reeves.
1: But the lore of Bass Reeves was sort of there in the ether. Yes. At at the time when this character called the Lone Ranger was invented. Yes. That's cool.
0: Yeah, and Bass was, I think, supposedly he arrested over three thousand criminals. Never got shot. Was a was a marksman, and I mean I, this is this is once I because I've heard of Bass Reeves before, and so I've I've looked him up, and so when the television show came on, it was it was very cool to see, but uh, yeah, he was the lawman of that time, three thousand arrest and he arrested his son. His son killed his wife not his mother but his son's wife and Bass was like yo I got to get you I got to get you boy. (laughs) (laughs) Bass arrested and sent him and took him to prison. Wow. Yeah. He was like yo this is my job baby. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. I watched Loki. Oh, I've
1: been wanting to watch Loki but you know The effects of the strike, you know, forced, I'm I'm sure, many of us to tighten up our belts. And if you're listening, Disney, um, I'm I'm available. (laughs) I'd be more than happy to take a job and get a subscription to your (laughs) streaming service once again. But because of that, I have not watched Loki as much as I loved the first season. Yeah, the second season is pretty cool, too. Is season two finished? Have the all the yes. episodes come out. Yes, so okay, so, it was like, so you could just binge it. I could binge it. You're one right, of these you
0: days. could you could do it. Yeah, do
1: a day and just binge it. Uh, well, what are you watching? Um, I'm almost done with. Uh, I know I'm a little late to the game, but uh, Wednesday.
0: Dude, I've never seen Wednesday, and I, I'm glad you said something because I totally forgot about it. it.
1: I think it's really good. It's yeah. uh, it's enjoyable. It's well, it reminds you of childhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because
0: it takes you back to takes you back to the Addams Family. Yeah. And Wednesday, you know, but it's updated. So, it, you know, kind of Wednesday gets to have a new audience. Yeah. But, you know, I remember the Addams Family black and white television show mm-hmm. with John Astin. And oh, I can't remember the name of the mother, but played beautifully by Angelica Houston in the
1: movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, And this is um, Catherine Zeta-Jones plays Morticia. Oh, okay. Yeah, Catherine Zeta-Jones. She she probably does a really good job. And my personal favorite casting choice in Wednesday is as Gomez Adams, played by Luis Guzman. Right. Freaking, that man is just hilarious. I, I hear his name, I laugh. You know, he's just a funny dude. Right. Um, I worked with him on uh, on Shameless on, I think, season 10 of Shameless. He was like um, <laughs> he was like uh, Frank Gallagher's like nemesis. Is right. But they they be, end up collaborating be, on. Yeah. On uh, being homeless together. Oh, man. It was called the Homeless Games or something like right, that. Right. Like, right. That was so funny. They were hilarious. Yeah, that was it. That, that's something for all you kids out there. Go out there and watch season ten of Shameless. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm watching like Wednesday. I'm, I'm trying to finish that. I, got, I think I got one more episode. I just finished the Doom Patrol. That was fun. I was uh, uh, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol. It's on HBO. It's like it's a DC comic series. Oh really? I hadn't checked that. out. Yeah, they shoot that in Atlanta. Greg Nomura, he works on it. Oh, okay. Out in Atlanta. You got to stick with it. It's kind of corny mm-hmm. and like all the special effects are just barely acceptable. <laughs> yeah. but that's that's sort of like the style that they're in the aesthetic they're going for, right? So, um, it, it's totally cheeseball, but I like it. And, um, they just finished the series finale, so I've been kind of watching Lessons in Chemistry on and off. I really like that. It's mm-hmm. uh, Apple that TV. We'll have to check that out. Who who's in it? Um, what's her name? She plays Captain Marvel. Um, oh, Brie Larson. Yeah, Brie Larson. She's the uh, the lead in that. It's based off a book. Um, I don't know if it's a true story, uh-huh. but it's, she's a female scientist in the '50s '60s, mm-hmm. and she um, you know can't get the sort of recognition that she deserves, right. so that she could actually have a career right. in science and chemistry right because it's I, male dominated yeah and i think she kind of uh uh parlays a tv show and she becomes like a sort of like a julia child but like oh wow okay she's a great cook that's the mm-hmm. one thing It's just like she's a chemist and she cooks like a scientist so it's like perfect everything is the exact right correct temperature <laughs> everything right. is like Prepared exactly precisely the way it's supposed to be per recipe. And so she does this. I guess she winds up doing bringing her skills as a scientist to her cooking show, to a TV show. Oh, nice. So I was watching bits of that, haven't finished that either. You know, I've been busy with this, with the podcast. Right. Been busy with trying to scrape together enough money (laughs) in order to survive. (laughs) Like,
0: I'm not trying to watch TV. Yeah, I mean, I am trying no, to watch. No, you TV. are, but I mean, there
1: is there's things that are a little more important. Yeah, no things that we have to do. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I mean, that's that's kind of that's kind of my thing. That's what I've been watching is like those the, those shows. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'm really like super jazzed about right now. I want to check out that Godzilla mo- series. Ah, yes, mo- I've been
0: Monarch. Monarch, yes. It's really good, actually. You know, visual effects are great, but um, I'm up to episode four, and I think episode five comes out either oh, okay. Saturday or Sunday. Right on. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, something like that. It's always like the beginning of the week, because what I usually do is I don't watch anything, and then on Wednesday I'm like I'm watching like three or four shows. Right. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. If there's well, no basketball or football. Yeah. 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 Anyway, that being said. Yeah. Um. For me, right. Another way that I've tightened my belt is that I haven't gone to any movies. A friend of mine invited me to go see Mission Impossible. Since the since the strike started, that's the only film that I've gone to see right. in the theater. Because I do want to go see uh, Napoleon.
0: Yeah, and that, Oppenheimer. In Oppenheimer, yeah. Um, Napoleon seems like it's going to be pretty cool. Oppenheimer, I didn't, I haven't had a chance to see it, but I want to check that out. The last thing. I went to was Blue Beetle. Oh, did you like it? Yes. Cool. Very well done. And now it's on HBO, and uh, I was just watching it the other night. I seen The Creator. It was pretty cool. Okay. I wasn't overly enthused about it, but I wasn't disappointed. Mm-hmm. It was, I, I, I dug it. You know, I like that sci-fi. What I want to see, just being a kid, Wonka and Wish. Yeah,
1: the holidays. The holidays are upon us. Yes. So those are some holiday movies. Yes, exactly. Exactly. You know what's not a holiday movie? What's that? But it should be what? Ghosts of Mars.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it could be a it could be a um, Halloween movie. It could be like a Valentine's Day movie. No, no, but okay. St. Patrick's Day. I'm gonna, I'm going to stick with ho- with Halloween. Juneteenth. Whatever. No. <laughs>
1: Well, it does have ice cube, so so I mean, yeah, we're, we're pushing a line, but maybe. A, you know, everybody, every family has, I think, you know, their own sort of unique holiday traditions. Yes. And just putting it out there, Ghosts of Mars could be a um, holiday tradition for you and your loved ones. I'm not sure you're
0: going to get much on that, but listen, <laughs> I'm with you, brother. Okay, and now I'm
1: going to leave you with this. One of my holiday special movies is The Life of Brian. <laughs>
0: that is hilarious. Monty, Monty Python. Monty yes. Python. The Life of Brian. That is hilarious. Yes. Yeah. I I think one of my favorite uh movies from that era would be uh Blazing Saddles, which I watched the other day. Hilarious. <laughs> What did he say? The sheriff. The sheriff is a... He said the sheriff is coming. (laughs) No, I didn't. Dang, bling it. God darn it. The sheriff is a... He says he's coming. (laughs) You'll need to watch the movie to find out exactly
1: why we're laughing
0: so much. That is a classic. (laughs) That is a classic.
1: So anyway, Ghosts of Mars was one of the many films that Corey Pritchett, our guest this week, special effects coordinator has worked on. Corey's such a good guy.
0: His his father got him into the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and he'll tell you the story about how his dad didn't hire him right away, but kind of farmed him out because his dad wanted him to be able to work with other people. Right. But, uh, yeah, Corey, great dude. Really love working with him. And um, here we go, guys. Corey Pritchett, special effects.
1: Dun-dun-dun. ha <laughs>
2: Yeah. oh it's always good man you know just third bikes and good times kids uh not so much anymore man they're all grown up oh that's right you know yeah because your youngest is 27? he's a senior in high school oh damn so he wasn't with me because he had school, but
0: uh,
2: oh um, shit, yeah, you know, we just doing whatever else, you know. <laughs> so he was loud as all. Oside, mm-hmm. were you? You been Oside? Yeah, we used to
1: go down there for. Did you work on Animal Kingdom? Yeah,
2: yeah. I did six seasons down there. You did oh, six yeah, seasons oh, down
1: there. Okay. Oh,
0: okay. I'm sorry, four seasons out of the. So you know Julie Heron? Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. And uh, who? What was the other? Who was our other PA? That ran base in, camp. Greg. Greg Namora. Yeah, Greg Namora. Did, did he work on that?
2: Animal. animal, animal. We, we actually, Andrea came out a couple of times on that, too. She yeah. had a couple little stints. Oh.
0: Yeah. yeah, we really appreciate you coming out, bro. Yeah,
2: yeah dude. I, I got pumped when you told me, man. All right, so how did you get started? Nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, uh, yeah, Dad was in, uh, you know, mid to late 70s he got in. And um, so your dad was in the industry. Yeah, yeah. So
1: also special effects.
2: Also special effects. Oh, how did he get started? Shit, he he just happened to know a guy that was working construction, and then that guy got him in because it was a time in the, time in the uh, industry. This was uh, had to be late 70s. One of his first projects was Star Trek to motion picture. Oh, wow. The, the original. The original. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. me as a little kid, man, I was cool. I was ripping around through there. Like, he'd take me to the set. <laughs> right, right. I had a pair of Spock ears that Spock actually gave <laughs> Leonard Nimoy. He's like, here, give him these. And, like, because he was doing his makeup at the time. Right, that's right. When I right. got to walk up and meet him. And, oh, wow. And I was like, you know, and I was like, oh, Star Trek, cool. I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, oh, these would be great for Halloween. You know? right. I wasn't even <laughs> like, going
0: like, where's those goddamn ears now?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They would have been worth a mint right now. Right, but, right. Um, Yeah, so. It was really cool, man. He started there and he was construction, but dude, my dad's always been a really smart guy. So he went from, you know, doing some construction, working his way in. He really dug effects because he was an electronics guy. And, you know, he'd done some vocational college, so he like TV repair, crazy shit like that. Right, like, right. So what did your dad do before he wound up getting that? that uh, he's ex-military. When I was young, young, like I was born in 73 and uh, I was born in Germany because he was special forces during Vietnam. Oh, wow. Yeah. so. Oh, shit. He was stationed out there, you know, he, he did, I can't remember how many tours it was, but we came back, he was still in the military, and we ended up at Fort Lewis up in Washington State.
1: So oh, how man. many years did your dad do in the military?
2: Oh, man, he must have done at least six, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he was into it, and, you know, he was paratrooper the whole thing, man, you know, back in those hardcore days, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That was no joke. Yeah. Not that it's a joke now, but. Right, no, yeah, exactly. But still, I mean, that, that yeah. was, that was that very hot conflict. Oh, yeah. dude, yeah. Like so he must bloody, have went in pretty young. Yeah, he went in right at uh, eighteen. Yeah, Ooh. but yeah, his dad was dad was into it, and you know, so he understood all that, and then he became a big you know pyro guy, which was great for when I started training, you know, and uh, got into it. I didn't want to do it, you know. I didn't think were I to do it. You didn't want to be Oh know? man, I was gonna be I was gonna be like an English professor, a history professor. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Sounds totally crazy, right? right, you right, know, right. right. Can yeah. you imagine me teaching the kids? <laughs> <laughs>
1: so what you're saying is, that like, when you were in high school, you were yeah. an academic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know, a little bit of athlete, athletic stuff, you know, sports and things like that. But more, more than anything, there were certain things I really liked about like history classes and things like that. I started so young in this. I was barely, you know, I was 18 and a half or something and right. like, started this. But then I would have breaks. And since it was just me, man, you'd work six months and you were flush, you know. So. Yeah, you had money. <laughs> yeah, so, were you still living especially at Especially feature money. No, I had a place, but it was cheap as hell up north and a roommate, you know. Right. So, yeah. So I'd go up there, take a couple quarters, you know, classes, do all that. But it was, like, Japanese, ancient history, and, like, cool shit like that. And I right, just loved right. it. And I'd be taking the class. And, like I said, when you say academic, I kind of, you know, snicker a little bit because I remember being in the class and, you know, lectures, dude. You know, the, the book's, like, 120 bucks or whatever right. at the time. And I'm like, I'm not buying that book. <laughs> <you know? laughs> and so I'm taking the class, and, I and you know, I'd find out. And, the, you know, it's like, well, your grade's all based on my lectures pretty much, you know. So I'm like, well, what's a book for then? You know, like he's going to tell us everything he wants us to learn in this. Yeah, thing. exactly. So I'd sit there and I had, a, I had this little gal next to me and she had the book and she's like, where's your book? And I'm like, I didn't buy one. She's like,
1: you're never going to pass this thing. So we'd take tests, and I'd be, like, ace in everything. <laughs> <laughs> and she'd get frustrated. She's like, you don't even have a book. And I'm like, did they even ass-
2: give any assigned readings? He would have some assigned readings, but he wasn't pulling that for the test. It was just a, like, kind of uh, piggyback on what his lectures were. Right, right. But I showed up every day, you know, and that was the key, you know, which is great in our business, right? Yeah, showing up, showing up is, every day. That's, that's the that's name a, of the game. That dude. is 100% <laughs> of the game. <laughs> <laughs> you show up, right? Yeah, we're pretty much done. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> you just got to get there, dude. <laughs> the rest of the things gonna take care of itself.
1: So your dad, when did he get started in the business?
2: Yeah, I think that was like seventy. I want to. I was born in seventy three. Came back seventy six, probably like seventy eight or seventy nine. So I think he had a year or two that you know he was figuring Kinda out what he was gonna do mind, and yeah. taking courses. Actually, it was funny. It was at uh, Glendale Community, you know, right here nearby. Yeah, with, that's like uh, right up the block <laughs> from my house. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it was pretty cool, man. He he did. He was doing that, and um, right. he started in construction. And, you know, because the old old way of doing it, it was you you didn't just become an effects guy. Like, you know, now mm. a lot of, you know, especially different states and everything, it's like, oh, I want to do effects. And so you're at the effects department. Right. Back then, they wouldn't even let you near it until you had had plenty of time doing construction. And then it was, you know, it was also a process of like the guys that were doing apprenticeship. construction. Apprenticeship. Yeah, yeah, total exactly. apprenticeship. Yeah. And so you found the guys that wanted to, do something a little bit different, right. you know? So then it, you had to uh, pass your prop shop test, you know, um, take, you know and get all the uh, logs that showed all the different work you'd done. And they took it pretty serious, and so you'd get a prop shop, and that was the second level. And that made it to where you could go work with effects guys, you know? So a lot of guys even, you know, to today never, you know, because the last piece that you get is the effects card. Right. And uh, effects card's quite a, quite a beast, can people still follow that sort of track today? Uh, to a point, yeah. And you, you literally, if you want to get an effects card, you have to do that. I mean, you can't just, oh, okay. yeah.
0: So you just can't come off the street and say, hey, I want to do effects, and you're in the effects you, department. No,
2: not really. I mean, okay. it's, as far as Local 44 is concerned. Okay. You know? But that's the thing. The other other states, they're all open uh, locals, you know. So you just you go in and, you, you know, you, you got a guy that's, you know, set deck. You know the, his first few months, and then he switches over and says, "I want to be a grip." And <laughs> right, right, yeah. Right. Because it's an open local, and they can they mix and match in between. Right, you know. Hollywood's always been the one; they were the standard. You know, they still are. You know, as far as how that works, and yeah, and the process is lengthy. I mean, you know, my my dad had always said uh, it takes about ten years of working for really qualified, good uh, effects people to be <clears throat> decent enough to be an effects guy. Wow. So that's, that's that was a minimum. to work with
0: effects people or become, become a Become an effects guy, yeah. Well, okay. the
2: coordinator's still like, you know, in 44, you cannot work in this state unless you hold an effects card. Ah. Yeah. So you have to pass that. It's basically how they differentiate between who's vetted and can be in charge and <clears throat> who can't, you know, mm. that's that's their system. You basically take a 150, 200 question, I can't remember exactly, but open written test and it's not like multiple choice, now, our,
1: And is that a is that a test that's administered by the union, or is that administered by the state? That's by the union. That's by the so union. So
2: that's by the union and uh, the effects board, which is forty four, has that group elected, and they oversee all that. Do you, you need know? any state certifications? Not in for California? not for actually effects, but you need a state certification for any of the pyrotechnics. So which is interesting because when you take the test, everything they're asking about has nothing to do with pyrotechnics. It's all the other stuff we do. Really? Because you got to figure. I mean, we got to do steam and no boilers. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, like the test is once you pass that, they give you a, a verbal test. And it usually it's four to six hours. And you got a five, six test? guys, yeah, that are testing you. Wow. Question after question. The way they start is they give you a box. And it's full of all this, like, <clears throat> basically effects paraphernalia, I guess you can call it. You open it up and you start pulling things out. And you name what it is and what it's used for. So they want to know that, you know, every fitting, every, you know, like I said, it's been 15 years since I did it, so I I (laughs) couldn't tell you all of this. You couldn't actually
1: (laughs) test anybody. Right, right.
2: You know, but you have to go through it, and you just have to know. And then once you get through that, and and I shouldn't say no pyro, because they actually do have one that's a, a fire set that you're at a practical building, and you're trying to put fire in the windows, but it's like a real home, you know, and so what would you do to protect it and make it look right, and... How many people and all these things you know so okay. I, I remember doing that test that was pretty funny because as we're going through it <coughs> they, um, they said well it's unlimited budget so uh, how would you set it up how many people what would you use and so I'm laying everything out and I'm on the chalkboard and doing all and drew it and said okay and I said well you know and, and I need like 10 guys and he's like "They're like 10 guys I'm like well, what do you mean 10 guys and I said well, you said unlimited budget. <laughs> and they're like, well, where would you put those 10 guys? You know? And I said, well, you know, you'd have two guys over here for fire safety. You'd have another guy that has to be on this ball, another on this. You know? And laid it all out. And it pretty much worked out to it. It was a little heavy. But, right. you know. And they said, well, why'd you say 10? I said, because, man, you got to keep the brothers working. <laughs> and they all laughed. And the best question was, because they all knew my old man. And, right. Which also, I think, made it a little, they were a little tougher on me. You know? Which yeah. I found out later. But one of them goes, well, what if uh, you and your man were doing you, your old man were doing this project? What would uh, how many guys then? And I said, well, it'd just be me and my old man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, because they, you know, and it was he, He's always been that way. You know, we would we do stuff. I look at him, like, dude. We could use like two more hands here, man. Right, yeah. <laughs> no, we got it. We got it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think back then they had. It all depends. I mean, you hear different stories, and you never know what exactly is the truth, but. They didn't really have a card system back then, say for pyro. They just didn't have it at the time because back then it was whoever you know these hillbillies that showed up and <laughs> said, "I don't I can how blow to blow some shit up." Boy. Yeah, and they'd be using half or quarter sticks of dynamite for shit and like really blowing shit up. You know, it's kind of crazy. But, um, right. that's when I think they, the state of California, the uh, state fire marshal, they they came down with that like let's have a system which is three, two, and one. So. Anybody can get a three card. You guys could go there, take a small test, you know, you study an article, and you get that. And that's basically just to get your foot in the door and say that you're going to train under somebody. Okay. Then you get a two card, and that's a little bit more extensive. It's, uh, the test is more more real and more in-depth, and then it also has, um, you have to have logs that they'll sign off on. So you got to say where you were, who you are with, what you were using, you know, and what time. Then after that, you move to get a one card, which is uh, you basically become the dude.
1: That's where you're blowing up big stuff. Well,
2: it's not only that you're blowing up big stuff. You're in charge of it, where I was blowing up big stuff with a three card because I was working under one card. So the one card is the upper echelon. That's like saying, I'm responsible for all of this. The state of California says I'm responsible. I have the experience. I have the knowledge. And... That's why they sign off. Do you
0: have more than one one card on your crew at a time?
2: Sometimes I do. It depends on who I bring in. At one point when we were doing, like, shootouts and some other things, I had two with me. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah, Frank Siglia and uh, Bart Dion, those guys both have one card, so they were with me. When my dad was still able to work, he would come on, and he still has his, and, you know, so it just depends.
0: And you guys, since you guys are... Good friends. You guys kind of work in. Oh, absolutely. With one yeah,
2: and it, and it makes a huge difference if we got a project Yeah, I can imagine. Because yeah. yeah. a lot of guys, what will end up happening is, uh, especially on bigger projects like features and things like that, they'll have, they, you know, to be a coordinator, you don't have to necessarily have a one card. Um, really? Yeah. But you have to bring one in for what's going on. So, gotcha. like, on features and stuff, that, usually those guys will have a one card, but they'll bring in a pyrotech. That way it's kind of off the coordinator's shoulders as far as it's not a responsibility ditch. It's that he's got so many other aspects that he's dealing with. He needs somebody else that ha- can run that for him. That's right. qualified too. That's qualified. Right. Yeah. And can you talk? What are we using? You know. Right, and
0: and it makes yeah. sense because I always think a boss should always. You shouldn't be like overbearing. You should always put the right people in the right position. Absolutely. And that makes everybody shine. Yeah. You yeah. know.
2: Yeah. You know so. You know, this also we're tied in with the ATF, so we do a uh, federal license as well, oh. and that's for purchasing and storage. Really? So yeah. So oh, I have wow. filed both those cards too. Wow, I didn't.
0: I had no idea the <laughs> ATF. <laughs> yeah. This is why I love this because it's like, what? <laughs> no, I've, I've heard that before, yeah. and it makes I'm, total sense. It, it, it like, does.
1: Now, you have a bunch of explosives. Posters, yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what are you gonna do with that? Let's <laughs> <laughs> <We'll> see. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, we're, we're giving it away at the end of the shoot, if you know. <laughs> yeah, it's not like when Costumes decides, oh, we're giving all this stuff away. Yeah, and No, we're not going to be giving any of this
2: away. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, there's a huge contingency plan and everything. So we destroy stuff that we don't use. Unless I, you know, because I also have a storage aspect that I can utilize. And, you know, we've got magazines and things like that. There's a certain amount that we can keep as long as you have it stored correctly. So, Dad... Who did dad work with? He in the worked beginning? with one of his main guys, he worked for um, was uh, Tommy Fisher, if you know that. Oh, name. yes, about one yeah, of, about I know, his biggest, yeah, I know, know Tommy Fisher, yes. And then, uh, who he came up with and was really tight with was uh, Michael Lantieri. Oh, get out of here, not the Lantieri boys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, nah, dude, those are my
0: people, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I did uh, Congo with those guys. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, Louis and Michael. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Yeah, no, we just was talking with Lou today. I mean, we're we're family, man. I I was talking to Michael uh, last week, and, you know, like I said, they've known me since I was probably like six, seven years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, you know, like I said, my dad, they, you know, when he, when they were first coming up, it was over at uh, Paramount and Universal were the two uh, studios. My dad was a Paramount guy, but they had worked on, I'm trying to remember what it was, but... Because Michael was more over at Universal. And, right, right, right. And his his was a thing too, you know, because he ended up getting a, what started his his whole, you know, rise to fame was uh, Flash Dance, of all things. Really? I didn't yeah. know he did Flash Dance. Okay. And that dance. was who? Michael? Michael to... Lanteri. Because I knew
0: Michael got in with Spielberg. Oh, and, yeah. And he got in with. Um, Kathleen Kennedy and Frank oh, Marshall, big time, dude. Yeah, Zemeckis, so all those guys. Yeah, right? all those yeah. guys. Yeah.
2: So not a bad group to know. No, <laughs> not in Hollywood. <laughs> not as tough as they get, man. You know, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you get much higher. <laughs> <right, laughs> so exactly. You just don't. Right. But, so uh, they
0: grew up, and then so pops went on along into and became a.
2: Effects coordinator after, okay. a bit. yeah, because like I said, he worked under him. He, uh, Howard Jensen, I don't know if you've ever heard that name. He mm-hmm. he used to have a company. He was a bit of a legend, and uh, he had creative effects, which was uh, rental house. Okay. So, like, all the Ritters and wind machines and boilers and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, like, I, I was lucky, man. I came in right in, like, 91, 92, and that was right when... You Know it was still like that old 80s style, a little right, bit. Right, right. And <laughs> I had all those characters, man, colorful as hell. You know, it was like it was a badge of honor if you'd spent some time. If you'd done any prison, like you had more, more cred. <laughs> <laughs> well, I
0: thought you were talking about time on, like, no, the, no, no, group, no man.
2: No, it was funny. There was a there was a little time he's passed a long time, but uh, his name was uh. Everybody called him Guns Moran because he had 357s tattooed on the back, like the ones for the, you know, the old picture. Like, right. I'm, this house protected. You know, don't oh, worry right. about the owner. Worry about the gun. I can't remember what it was. Right. Said, he had that exact same thing on each arm on his triceps, oh, pointing shit. back at you. You know. <laughs> yeah. So everybody called him guns. guns. And I'd gotten in a little trouble when I was, uh, you know, uh, there we all you on, know, yeah. 12, 13, around there, you know. So I had a little bit of a record. But, you know, that all went away once I, uh, Turn 18, you know. 18. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it, like it never happened. But. I remember coming in and he was working for my dad and he, my dad had even said, oh, Guns is cool with you because, uh, you know, he knows, it, you know, you did a little time and you did it. <laughs> I was like, dude, I was a little kid, you know, like, it didn't matter. Guns
0: was like, yeah, don't worry about it, brother.
2: Yeah, he was. It was See that motherfucker funny. right there? <laughs> no, man, they were crazy funny guys, man. I mean... Like, th- there's nobody like them today. The partying was ridiculous and <laughs> in your face. You right, know? right, right. I mean, it was, you know, that was a normal thing. All the way through the 90s, even, it was like, you finished a show, especially, like, uh, feature work. I remember doing, like, uh, it was a, uh, Tony Scott. I was doing The Fan. and oh, um, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, yeah. Reform. We were down at Angel Stadium just destroying that place because it was before they rebuilt it and did it. Right. Tons of rain just filling the dugouts with it was pooling, you know. Right. <laughs> you couldn't even get in the dugout; they had to suck it out before the next <laughs> scene, you know. So, yeah, but every day, man, there was cooler after cooler of beers, oh, and that yeah. was—I well, should say every morning because we were shooting nights. Right. <laughs> so seven in the morning, that was yeah, have yeah, a beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sun's coming up. You know? yeah,
0: yeah, but a totally different time, man. Yeah, you know? Friday nights. Yeah. Or if you were working during the week, that Friday craft service would go out. <laughs> <laughs> come back and there's just I, I used to come home with like a case of beer and, and it would be I'd have two of every yeah two exactly of every right thing. your right. fridge was full of like yeah a whole exactly right and that was like every week so after yeah. a while you're like you're kind of just giving that beer away to friends because you're like
2: you don't have a room man you're <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah man Tarantino was like that too I did the Kill Bills with him and oh you did a one and two okay yeah well he shot those as one and yeah chopped it up but um yeah on the Kill Bills it was. He was he was funny, man. Like, we'd come in and it would be, you know, sometimes it would be midday during lunch, they'd be rehearsing with the fight team and, you know, there'd be a whole sequence of, and his stuff's so organic when he's doing it, you know, especially those kind of uh, scenes he wants to shoot. Right. For instance, uh, when they were fighting in the trailer, you know, and going through the oh, walls yeah. and everything right, else. Right. And, uh, this is the day before, and it's like, okay, so we're going to do this, this, and this, and we we already have kind of a plan, but then when he gets in there with the fight team, they start coming up with cool ideas, and, oh, we're going to turn this lamp into a weapon, and, you know, right. <laughs> so uh, and he'd look at me and go, hey, and so I'd come and watch, you know, I'm there, and uh, and I'm just watching, and because I know what's coming, because he'd turn around and go, okay, so, Corey, can you turn this into this lamp? Can you make it like a spear and, you know, after it breaks and she shatters it and then now she's going to stab her with it and oh, wow. they can, you fly into this uh, rocking chair and it's just one rocking chair. It's like not like we'd set up and had, you know, it's a real chair. Right. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then, and then it turns out, oh, hey, let's make it like a shield afterwards and she's cutting the parts off of it. <laughs> when do you want to shoot this, And He's like, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I just look out and go, Wow. Guys, we're not sleeping tonight. You know? right. And that's yeah, literally, it happened all the time. You right. know, it was so funny. You know, he would have things. Oh, and then he'd be like, oh, we want to come through this and these walls. And, you know, all that stuff was just, I wouldn't call it on the fly, but it would it would happen, like, because now it's gone to that direction. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, we'd rig that toilet so they could shoot up through it and have her head in there. And we built all that. We were ready for it. So we thought, oh, we got this nailed. We had walls built and everything. And then he goes... How about she breaks off, or smashes her head into the sink, and it breaks off? And I'm like, dude, that's <laughs> like <laughs> that's like a week to get right, those, right. and that's like maybe one or two. You right. know, how many do you, you know? And, how many takes do you want? Yeah. Oh, we would do that. We'd have breakaway uh, plates and uh, hundreds of them, and we'd set it all up, and we'd he'd go through it like six times, and he's but, like, okay, that's great. Okay, oh, Tomorrow, we want to go from the other side, and I'm like, where were those plates coming <laughs> from? <You know? laughs> It was nonstop, dude. <laughs> right. wow. But, you know, you're you're young, and you're just like, dude, this is awesome. You know, right, don't right, care. Exactly, you know?
1: yeah. And that movie was nonstop. I mean, oh, that's yeah. the thing about that movie. It's <laughs> yeah. just that,
2: that's the whole premise of the movie. It's nonstop. Oh, big time, man. Yeah. Big time. Yeah, it was every little fight, man. I remember um, <laughs> it was so funny because even stuff we would test and show. And just because that's, that's him. He's just, he loves the... Size and things, you know, way out of proportion at points, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. we all know the blood. Right, but, right, know. right, right. Unfortunately for me, that was the first time I worked for him. So I didn't have, like, a like this background of, oh, dude, if, if he says I want, you know, 10 of these, get 100. Or if, if he wants it this big, you know, make it 10 times that, you know? Right, right. And it was. It was so you would, you would give him what he wanted yeah. and, and he wanted more. <laughs> yeah. He's understating his expectations. Right, exactly. <laughs> All the time. But it was so fun because it was. It was a challenge, man. We would literally go back to the shop and, you know, or I'd send guys back and they, they would start on it like, you know, okay, we can cut two guys loose, go build this. You know, come back the next morning, man. Those guys were sleeping like three, four hours. And, you know, but like I said, we were like, dude, let's do it. All yeah.
1: right. That's the th- that, those are the kind of jobs that probably keep you. Yeah.
2: Enthused, <laughs> yes, and keep you on your toes. Oh, they do, and yeah. it, and it just makes such a difference, man. Of, uh, yeah, it was just the energy's crazy, and then whatever hundreds of f- rolls of uh, film because he shot in film. Every hundred roll of film. No, not every hundred, hundred but feet. hundreds. I can't remember what it was feet. Yeah, it yeah. Was, he'd reach whatever. I mean, what, it a hundred roll. I rolls think it's the hundredth roll is he usually when drink they make some champagne. Yeah, well, yeah. no, he he had it on that one. We um, champagne was one of them, but. One would be peppermint schnapps uh, roll. other one would be Japanese beer roll. And it would be like 8 in the morning. It would be nothing but beers, dude. And everybody's drinking like four beers to start the day. (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty funny, man. You know, so we, and especially for us, we were just like, mm, no. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, yeah, cause you guys We're sending people through walls and right shit. You know? We're <laughs> blowing shit up. Guys are looking at me, and I'm like, no, we're
1: not. <laughs>
0: you know? Are you sure? Yeah, my
1: brother. <laughs>
2: yeah, can't be on this. On yeah, this uh, you don't want me, drunk, it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but that's the thing, man. I'm 30 years in this business. It's, I was, we, you know, you laugh about it sometimes, but, man, it's been like 30 years of partying half the time, you know, or three quarters of the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's definitely fallen off in the last, like, 10 years, but yeah. before that, dude, oh, oh locations, yeah. like, you just didn't sleep majority of the time. It was crazy. <laughs> well, let me ask you, have, have
1: you worked mostly in California? Did you go, uh, go out of town a lot?
2: Man, I've, I've been to plenty of different states, shot in Hong Kong and Shanghai on a project for, like, six months. What um, was that? Uh, Ultraviolet. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Costa Rica. Um, what you shoot in Costa Rica? Uh, I was actually Spy Kids Two for Rodriguez. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I shot in Congo. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we were only there for a couple of weeks. It was it was fun, but we saw a lot, man. Ar- uh, uh, the volcano Arnold and like dude, places. Yeah, the right?
0: Arnold. Oh yeah. I was on the top of I was on top of Arnold. <laughs> it's crazy, right? Heck yeah, yeah. Because we we um we shot um. You go to Tabacon? No. Well, you know, Tabacon's at the it's at the base of Arnall. It's that um, hot water or that, oh, is that hot that lake? springs. No, the hot springs um,
2: spot. Because I do remember in the sequences we were doing, there was a lake down at the bottom somewhere. Right. Yeah, the lake is on
0: the west side. West side. Okay. Right, and and we're, our base camp was right at Tabacon.
2: Got you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I remember in that, we had a sequence of, like, they got launched out of the volcano and landed in that lake. So right, that right, right, like, right, right. We were out there with some boats and doing our thing. But oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. No, man, a lot of places, like every state you can think of, Connecticut, Texas, tons of time in Atlanta. Right. So, you know, so did you do a lot of um, features in, in the beginning? You said you got, kind of got
1: started in 92, right? Yeah. And yeah, the
2: first feature I was on, it was actually, it was called uh, a movie called The Temp, and it was in Portland, Oregon. Tim. Timothy Hutton, um, right, and he, and Faye Dunaway. And
0: and the girlfriend was a temporary... Yeah, Laura Flynn Boyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that, and she was crazy. Yeah, she was crazy. Right, right yeah, right, yeah,
2: Yeah, it's funny, you look back at it now, you're like, oh. <laughs> 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 but it was the yeah. times. Right, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, so I did that, and then it, w- what was great for me was, you know, I joke with the nepotism, but um, yeah, when I came in, I did that. Basically, that show organized, so I got my retroactive union days, which was...
0: Oh, so it was non-union.
2: Yeah, it was non-union. That's why I could get on. And that's how I got my days to get in the union. Because well, it flipped. Merged. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, so as that happened, I remember we get to the end, we're packing everything up, and look at my dad, and I'm like, so what are we doing next? You know, And he's like, well, I got a job and such and such. I go, well, when do I come? And he goes, you're not coming. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he goes, no, you got to learn how to work. He goes, so you need to go work for other people. It was like three to four years he didn't hire me. Wow. Until he had heard from other guys. That, that you were doing yeah, right. that. I, yeah,
0: and that's kind of cool. I mean, I get from the kid point of view, like, what the fuck? Yeah, I thought they but would get from, me into this. You know? <laughs> right, but your dad is like, you need to be, because when I stop working, you need to be able to work with other people besides me. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. So it was, it was man, and it was great. You know, and that's when... Uh, I worked for a lot of other guys, man, um, and one of the first shows I was on, cause I was doing construction because it was still in those days, and he, he would do little things, he'd make a call and go, hey, you got room for my kid, you know, he's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. and so I remember I was working for a, um, you know, great construction coordinator, uh, Dennis DeWay, and we were doing um, Crimson Tide, so, ah, okay. you know, and I was doing construction, and I'd been doing construction for about two years, and... Al DeSaro was actually uh, the head coordinator on that special effects. And so he offered because they knew that for us, we were working eight-hour days because the uh, way it was trying to keep everybody on because they were having some budgetary things. Of, you know, right. That was big builds. But right, but, can't do but
0: at eight hours, everybody's going to consistently work.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so he kept that going. so then it opened up like, I, I think the, we were at six, they started at seven. So it was like three hours a day. And Aldo was like, well, whoever wants to come over and learn some effects work for free but you can learn oh, and cool. so he was offering that up like you're gonna be here till seven and sh- but we'll show you and they were doing all sorts of electronics and you know big huge gimbal you know this thing was massive yeah, you know right. yeah yeah the gimbal all this yeah, stuff exactly. steel worked like crazy everything yeah. so i started doing it and it was probably like it was a good handful of like eight or nine and after a week there was like four and then after another week there was two <laughs> and then there was me you, and you were the last man standing and I'm sitting there one of the guys that was he was one of my partners And uh, when we were working you know uh, construction and all of a sudden a gang boss comes up and he goes, he goes hey Pritchett and I'm like yeah and he goes you're moving on to effects I'm like what you know? <laughs> <laughs> and he looks at me he's like damn it because you know? he had started and he, he was like nah, well, nah, they, I don't have to work it for free you know yeah,
0: but people don't have no idea when the opportunity comes to you Even if it's for free. Yeah.
2: So I was like, man, I'm going to work. This is what I'm going to do. So learn like crazy. Met another guy that was this steel foreman, Jimmy Guerrero. He's not in the business anymore, but he was a big steel guy. Um, Steel like metal? metal? Okay. He was a guy that you brought to build in a gimbal, you know? Ah, yeah. What's a gimbal? Because I'm. Gimbal is, uh, you know, basically it's a platform, raised platform that usually has like a center U joint. And this platform's 20 by 20, say, you know, feet. Then there's hydraulic uh, uh, rams that are connected to that. So you have a center, um, you know, connecting area and then two rams that are holding all the way to the set, plus all the people. And this thing could tilt all the way down. I think it was 20 feet in the air. So on Crimson Tide, with all the stuff in the helm, this was the helm. So when you saw them moving and diving and everything, they were actually feeling it.
1: I see. So that b- basically it's like the floor is moving. The floor yes. moves.
2: Yeah. Okay. So now you're getting, you don't have to act that it's happening. You know, it's not like right. Star Trek. You you know? can <laughs> think, right. But and they're actually, really experiencing it. Yeah,
0: and you have to be very good at that because you've got... All the actors. Oh, yeah. All the crew. Camera. Crazy responsibility. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So this thing has to be perfect, right? Right. And then the way way they did that, because it was submarine, um, there were two more decks that would slide in. One pushed back, and the other one slid in sideways, so that when they wanted to gimbal, then you could have those guys run down those halls and everything else, and it would stay flat at that point, because now you're locked. But then you move those rear ones out, 40 feet, basically, of uh, set, and now this thing can gimbal any direction you want.
1: Now... Just because I'm geeking out on this, <laughs> and I know you didn't work on this film, but a movie like Inception, um, the okay. Joseph Gordon-Levitt uh, yeah dream sequence or whatever, gotcha. When the they're the, moving around the room, the hotel, well, moving around the room, the hotel hallway is literally spinning, yeah, and they're going from the ceiling to the wall to the floor. Yep. So the, like, the way they do that, that be-
2: it's similar, but basically, it's like a like a spit roast. Okay. So now this is you have the room. And this thing is now inside uh, a, st- of a structure that can barrel roll it. Wow! So as they're sitting there on the regular thing, the camera's out here; it's not moving. The camera's stagnant, watching you know, but framed into these guys going down the it, the wall. So now as right. they transition to here, they flip down. Now they're in the next one. So it's rotisserie like our, is what we call it.
1: But it would be sort of a um, like a cylinder. You you build the set inside of a cylinder and that cylinder kind of, spins
2: kind of what well, yeah what it is is you have a you have an uh exo st- structure okay that has pick points on each side gotcha that can spin this thing so mm-hmm. even the camera can be within that Copy. and so this is now bridged out behind you right this is turning and then you've got a pick point at the other side that's turning as well and you crane in the yeah. crane
1: in the camera into position for for your exactly. camera
2: angle and they do the same thing when they do like you know you see cars rolling and they're inside mm-hmm. same same idea a little bit smaller because then the camera's actually inside with them, you know. Right, right, right. And those you can just do, you know, you can sit, sit them and then you can rotate them. And then if we got somebody hanging upside down, you don't have to really see the ground. Ah, right. But they're right there, you know. Um, yeah, so there's those are all just big structure pieces that, you know, you have to build. And they do a lot of it with the green screen. You know, like these marbles and stuff, they have motion-based controls, you know, all these things so that... It just moves and they, they can move the platforms they can move the people you got them flying you know th- and
1: literally some, sometimes they have the uh, the LED screens and the LED screen is somehow computer tracked to the camera angle and the, and the angle of the the car so that as the car moves, literally the background moves the background moves with it yeah yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, that part, I, I don't deal with that end of it. But I, I mean, you know, when you watch it, you're like, oh, okay. So, you know, and they're like, oh, yeah, you just do this. And you're looking up, going, just give me some pyro, dude. Okay? But that, <laughs> <laughs> Let me blow some shit yeah. up. But that's
1: how all the departments work together, synchronized yeah. to yeah. give
2: you this overall look. Oh, absolutely. Because then you got to figure things in the room. You know, you got. Uh, construction that they have to anchor certain things down and you know because this whole thing's moving and then you have got to have things that are free flying and they've got to be safe and you know all those all those sort of things but yeah it's it's always you know you guys know man it's it's constant group effort
0: i've got a question yeah um now that we no longer are going to use live ammo Mm. does that also include not using squibs and before you answer that question can you explain what a squib is
2: uh, well, squib is basically a small uh, pyrotechnic um, that's placed on, on the uh, person's body, actor, stunt person, uh, electrically charged, uh, you know, explosive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know?
1: It's the gunshots we see
2: when right. people get yeah. hit in and movies. And you yeah. can also
1: have blood
2: packs with we those? We make blood packs. That we, we basically have a whole setup that we make the whole thing and then put it into the clothing. Gotcha. And so that includes the blood, the, the safety aspect of it, the shield, and the pyro. Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, we've got systems that fire them, a lot of wireless stuff, you know. Uh, that's become the name of the game now. And wireless? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because
0: I remember I get, when I first got in, it was like, all just right, let's get them wired. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, we just got them wired. No, let's get them special effects wired. <laughs> yeah. And you've got to have all those wires
2: that go yeah, up. Yeah, going and up everywhere, there. and then it's like down the leg. And right, right. Sometimes yeah. you had it to where if he was going to fall, there was a little tear away, so you kind of put them to where they would rip apart. right. There were all sorts of stuff. And it was like on a nail board. Right. And then you a nail <laughs> yeah. board. One, two, three, four. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So nope.
0: now with basically not using live guns anymore, live ammo. Yeah. Has that, has I that haven't affected? heard
2: anything since uh you know, since the strike of that being the case, that mm-hmm. we wouldn't do squibs anymore. I mean you know, it's tend to come down to, you know, time frames a lot of times everybody's like, oh well let's just, you know, let's let's just do it. Digitally. Visual, right. But I haven't had one project I'm on that I didn't have the, the uh, CGI guys, you know, visual effects going, can't he do just one? Can't we just, you know. Right, so we, right, you because them that. to create it out of nowhere is really difficult to right. look right. Right. Versus right. using one of them and then taking that, you can move them anywhere and alter them.
1: Right. Yeah. Through visual effects, they can sort of copy it. And, yeah. And then put and it really, anywhere. Now again, they have an different element different and they can yet. put it wherever they need. Yeah.
2: And so, you know, to me they love that. They hate when they have to do it out of nowhere because they know that it's not gonna look as good. As good. Right. You know. Um but with that being said, back to my dad. He did almost every everything but the last season of Walking Dead. And they started off, we were squibbing like crazy because I did the first season with him. I was out in Atlanta. And then I come out and do some explosions for him at different times. We had a, we, it was a lot of fun, a lot of work. But uh they got to a point where you see all the stabbings and the mouths and the you know Especially with those guys, you know, we'd be the first to admit we can't make it look that good, you know. Right. With those physical things of it, you, yeah, you can't. You can't yeah. do it. You gotta have a fake head. Well, we tried the fake head thing. <laughs> right. I've always been disappointed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone else is too. Right. Like. Oh. Now, do you, yeah. you
0: like? Do you guys also build the the body parts? If you want to see a body part, or uh, not, what do you guys do with a lot of blood and. Do do like an explosion on the back of a head with brains and yeah, like we'll that? do
2: that. And a lot of times, that's done with hiding, like say a tube or mm-hmm. you know something that you're not. It's off camera, so gotcha. it's hidden. You know, behind the skull. Um, the actual like when they come in and they have like say it's like you know foot or an arm or and it's just the arm. Um, they'll have a makeup effects guy usually build those. They come in and we'll we'll assist wherever we can. They need something, but a lot of times they set it up and they've got. Pumps and they've got tubing already lined up, and you know. Do um, you
0: guys also do squibs for cars or oh buildings? Yeah.
2: Or yeah, especially with the cars and everything else. Yeah, we have to get the cars ahead of time, and we basically make all the holes, load them up. Well, it was like that one where we did that uh, steady cam shot last season on uh, Snowfall. Ah, yes. Yeah. We had three cars. <laughs> We had three yeah. cars. Which yeah. car was that? Oh, I'm not talking about the car. I was talking about in the house when we did that shootout. Ooh. Yeah.
0: One of the best shootouts I've ever been involved in.
2: <laughs> that, thank you. That's
0: Dude. <laughs> remember the, where it's where um, uh, uh, Franklin is with Kane, and the guy that Franklin burned comes in and tries to sh- kill yeah, Kane and Yeah, he's got like
2: three, four guys, yeah. and they, they start shooting from the outside. Dude, I—
0: I got in so much trouble because I went over so long. <laughs> they were like, cause, "Cause, we it just it was just the way we shot that. There was no way we could take lunch. No, no. no. But we did mm-hmm. like
1: six. You were on it. We. The, I, I, I I know I was there, but yeah. we tried to remember anything. Six, <laughs> yeah. Well,
0: six mil penalties. Yeah. It was just crazy. So, and,
2: and it and it was interesting because you saw. I mean, where I was at, I had to put my foot down because yeah. I was like we're not going to get this right unless you guys do exactly what I say. Exactly. Because it kept being, well, let's go. And I'm no, like, no. Nope. no. no. <laughs> <You know? laughs> which which I, I was like,
0: I was backing you because I was like,
2: no. Yeah, I, I had to have you there. Too. Yeah, exactly. Because you were like, if whatever he says we got to
0: do, yeah, that's what we're I, doing. You know? I'm, I'm not going to be sitting there. Well, what happened, Mr. Witherspoon? Well, I... The guy said we should go, and I went. <laughs> <laughs> and it <laughs> wasn't court. Was it Mr. Pritchett? <laughs> it wasn't, sir. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so you don't want to work in this business anymore.
2: Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, it was funny because yeah. it was. You know, it was one camera, Steadicam. Steadicam, dude. And he's ripping through, like, following them and then, you know, going leading outside. them. And, yeah. yeah. And it was like all these this piece of you're not going to get half of it. Yeah. And the way it worked was because I had five guys firing there were five of us on buttons, you know, with multiple, you know, like at least a dozen apiece. And so it's stuff going off and like it had to be where Franklin dives over like to to get away from it and more shit goes off there. Exactly. So he's getting away from that now, you yeah. know. So it was just a sequence and we had walls, we had the door, we had all the windows going. We had stuff at the chair. I mean, it was everywhere. Yeah. And, and we needed to shoot the
0: scene <laughs> before we shot all the... Effects.
1: Yeah. And that's the worst when you're saving the, like, the biggest climactic part of the whole scene <laughs> for know. the end of the night. <laughs> you know? And you wind up, you shoot all the drama, you shoot all the, you know, the dialogue and everything. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, we got a half hour. Oh, right. You know, like, no, right. no, we don't. Well, and it's we're like just, everything's
2: in place. And we're like, and you we know. we can't uh, walk away. <laughs> yeah. And
0: we can't lose the light. Yeah. Because everything, because yeah. it, it was it's, daytime.
2: And, it's and it was a, like a, about a year it's ago. It's f- like a four-minute scene max. But exactly. it's not like, oh, yeah. Yeah. There's no time cut. And you it, know? Was about, <laughs> it was about it about brought this time last year we were shooting.
0: it. Yeah. So, sun is going down. Yeah. And I I, I just remember, Carl uh, was coming to me like, "What the fuck, bro?" And I'm like, "Carl, we got to get this shit done." <laughs> it she was like, I, "I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can get these penalties." I was like, "Hey, there's <laughs> no way we're gonna get this and try to come back and, and redo yeah. it." And we just blazed. Yeah. We did a great. It was a fantastic oh, job. It, it, it worked looked, out. Perfect. That was one of the best shootouts yeah, of no, all time.
2: Dude, it was so fun to, like, and that was, the, for me, what was great was that I was so adamant, you know, like, I was like, because I knew. It's not like I'm just following the camera and it's just me. Right. You know, we got guys that are doing it at different times, Wherever the actors are. Yeah. And they have to know when that's supposed to be. So they had to we had to do dry runs to where Yeah, and we did like four to, or five yeah. dry runs.
0: Yeah. We had to. And then they're
2: like, Are we ready? And I'm like, No, we <laughs> gotta we gotta watch <laughs>
0: it. <was going laughs> but uh yeah, it was it was cool and and it worked out and I think it was wow. one of the best scenes in oh, the entire man.
2: show. Yeah, no, I, I thought it was great too, man. And yeah. I know I know Alonzo loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was, as soon as he saw the playback, he's like, yes! <laughs> yeah, because it worked.
0: I mean, that's how, that's how it should have been. And, yeah. and you have to, that's the one thing about television. At times, no matter how much you prep, there's going to be something that's going to go wrong. Yeah, But TV is on a schedule. Not that films aren't, but TV oh, yeah. is on a much faster, got to get it done, we got to get it going.
1: Without and you're a basically doubt. shooting a, a feature every eight days. Well, um, my question for you, I know I kind of understand what your job entails. Mm -hmm. I know when we need certain things, it's like, okay, that's special effects. But I don't think I really fully understand what the special effects department actually does overall. I like to think to separate special effects from visual effects because I think a lot of times we often... That's a special effect. Yeah, Yeah, lump. Oh, you know, what... Ultimately, would be visual effects, you know, yeah. like putting something in the back there. Oh, that's that's a special effect. No, that's not a special it's effect. It's a visual effect. Yeah. I like yeah. to bring it <laughs> – I think of it old school. It's like, okay, the monofilament that's making that key <laughs> fly across yeah. the room, that's special effects. Oh, you yeah. know, the wind, the <laughs> dust, you right. know, that's special effects. Yeah, so I, need I need those guys. How do you explain what, what your sort of – repertoire is
2: well what, what a lot of times when i say what i do I, I say it's mechanical effects because then it takes away from any of the visual side at least right off the bat you're saying no i don't deal with the computers i it's physical effects like you said atmosphere is one of the things that we you know bread and, and butter What is atmosphere uh smoke for lighting and camera gotcha Okay. you know so we do that as far as uh uh, pretty majority of your sets, you know, we're gonna have that. Any of that
1: haze, mm-hmm. anything that you know, it looks like you know, the Ridley Scott aliens, it's yeah, like
2: that that haze, yeah, mm-hmm. that kind of flattening out some of that harsh light, yeah, yeah. that god light that comes through the yeah, windows, exactly, That's, exactly. So,
0: I, <laughs> that has changed a lot over the years.
1: What, as far as what we
2: use, yeah, and, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, it's actually funny. The, for years we did, and I'm sure you were aware when we used to do the cracker smoke. The cracker smoke. Which First was, time I heard that, I was like, "Yeah, Am I, can I say that?" Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch that. That's hey, cracker smoke. It's cracker smoke.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I yeah, we, we're good, right? I'm not going HR. <laughs>
2: you know that's cracker smoke. <laughs> you can check it out. <laughs> Don't touch it. Don't yeah. touch it. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, that was mineral oil, man. And it was funny because every DP I've ever worked with, they miss it. They love it because it would just hang and it would stay. And it yes. would, you could keep it at a level that you never really had to mess with. But the, the other side of it was it would get over everything. <laughs> so yeah, you you'd go. Especially you would feel it on your body. You'd feel it on the handrails. You'd feel it on everything. Um, so it would create a film. You know, it's funny because it was, it was an attitude of it being unhealthy. Which I think any smoke, no matter what you use, is going to have a factor. Um, But it was interesting. I worked with the actor, David Morris, and a big, tall guy. He was in... Well, where I worked with him was Green Mile, and then I did Disturbia with him, and...
0: Oh, that's right. He was the bad guy.
2: Yeah, and what I found out was he was allergic to everything. Because we did, you know, like that whole thing, mud pie in the face. Right. I did that. I was the one that launched that in his face. Well, he's allergic to chocolate. Oh, wow. So what was interesting is when we were doing Green Mile, it was still in the old days where we were still using cracker smoke. And he never had an issue with it. Then we go to, uh, I'm doing Disturbia. This is a number of years later. And now everything's switched over to the water-based glycol. uh, You know, basically vapes. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) he was like... I, I can't you know this is making me feel like shit and messing with the stroke and everything else so we went in we would do these tests and I had uh, like three different smokes that I was bringing in one was uh, DF 50 which is kind of similar to the um, uh, the crackers but heated instead of uh, pressurized right. and then uh, and then the glycol stuff and he even went to his doctor and had samples done. And doctor came back and goes, you can use the DF-50. <laughs> so oh, wow. we got a special thing to where we could use it for that filming. Oh, wow. And the director, w- or the DP, was in love. He was like, I can't believe we get to do this. I yeah. want to
1: work with this guy all the time. Yeah. Right. He's in all of my <laughs> movies. <Yeah.
2: laughs> Why? The DF-50. Yeah. Oh, it was so funny, man. I go where he goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and so you find it interesting going, well, what, what's the real... You know, what, what's the consensus for real on what's good or bad? You know, right, right. It all depends on. So, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, you we
0: know? used, we had smoke all the time on on uh, snowfall. Yeah.
1: yeah, I love when they. I say, I say, they. You, <laughs> you guys, pull out the. Uh, what do we call it? The. Uh, the black tube of death. Oh yeah, uh, I just like I like <laughs> the name. I just yeah. like the name of it, you know. It's like, but it's <laughs> that is, it's that tube that oh, yeah. gives you
2: that sort of like forest
1: atmosphere. Oh, absolutely. Exterior. Plus, it, you can cover such
2: a large area, right? Yeah, and you're not trying to push it from one place. Right, it's, you you are creating a line of it, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's and it's such a simple idea. But it works so well and, and you're right, I I know DPs like it just say it in the name. Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. A tube a dad. There we go. <laughs>
1: I think it was on the first season of snowfall, it was the first time I'd ever seen oh, it okay. actually used. But they pulled out the the tube. We were on uh, the Warner Brothers uh, lot. We were in the um, the jungle.
2: Oh yeah, it's great when you're going through trees and stuff like that. Yeah. Especially at night. I mean, you know, it yeah. creates such a you know, an atmosphere. Um you know, but uh, <laughs> You know, then again, you know, we deal with snow, we deal with rain, uh, wind, sometimes big wind. Um, yeah, Ritters. Yeah.
0: Well, we, we we worked on NOPE
2: and ah. huge riders. Did you have those big 100 mile an hour fans? Oh, up yeah. There? Yeah, we had those out in Chicago. Yeah. We brought them out there because we were doing cornfields. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was supposed to be a beginning of a tornado coming in.
0: Oh, yeah. What was it? Was that did you work on Twister or something? No, I was
2: on uh, <clears throat> Justified, the reboot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, this last last year. year. Yeah. Okay. All
1: right. So, what are some <laughs> of the like big special effects
2: that you've done? Um, I worked on uh, well a couple of shows I did over at Universal. I did The Grinch. I was on that, and I was just working. You know, I was working under uh, Alan Hall for that one. Tons of builds on that, like the whole wrench sled and then all the Whoville stuff. And then another one I did was I did the second Jurassic Park, Lost World, with uh, Michael Ooh. Antieri. Ooh, and okay.
0: Now, and, and you guys really work hand in hand with uh, stunts. stunts. Oh, big time.
2: Yeah. Actually, back to that question, I did uh, Law Abiding Citizen, and that one had a lot of cool stuff in, yeah. in some really cool areas like, you know, car flips and explosions and, you know. Uh, it will it just—they vary, you know. Like a lot of times, you'll have certain ones that have a lot of pyrotechnic stuff, and you're—you know—you're blowing things up left and right. And then there's other ones where you're building a lot of stuff, you know. Um, after I finished Crimson Tide, Guerrera, he took me to do showgirls, and oh, I was doing Vegas. steel construction. Yeah, that was in Tahoe. But for me, that ended up being uh, a big piece was steel fabricating, and so I did that for a number of years. And they would bring me on shows. Because I had that skill set.
1: So. Oh, okay. So you you know how to weld? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, do, you do welding. You you do construction. You worked in construction for a worked while. Worked in
2: construction, uh, and then you know what we come through. We do all the plumbing work for them. You know, right. so we got to be plumbers. Uh, yeah, you guys. If we're on a set and
1: somebody needs to use the kitchen sink or the stove. stove, yeah, yeah, all right. so so that, all that
2: and run it, you're right? But that's the kind of stuff. Sure. <laughs> so, it sounds like unless you're
1: shooting a Woody Allen movie, you're going to use special effects.
2: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, even if you don't even have explosions and stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, just the practical, like you said, mechanical
0: yeah. effects. Right. What's the biggest pyro you've ever done?
2: Biggest pyro. We did uh, one that it felt like we did a lot on. <laughs> It was uh, Ghost of Mars. I don't know if you guys ever saw yeah. it. Yeah, we were just talking about that, yeah. Remember how many explosions were in that? Yes, it was just exactly. the whole town, and then right. it was all on fire. <laughs> and then the train. <laughs> and oh, dude. I love that movie. Yeah, Good. we did that in a gypsum mine in uh, Rio Rancho, New Mexico. Okay. Really? Knights painted everything red. So it oh. supposed to be Mars. Right. right. And then we had ridders for days, and, you know, all the doors had to work. Then it was the big battle, and grenades, and, you know... Basically, what we were taking were, um, like, five-gallon jugs of water, filling them with gasoline, wrapping them around with uh, our deck cord, and then putting a deck cord base to them so it launched up in the air and spread it apart so you had these big fireballs, five gallons at a time. Wow. So those are the ones that were, like, in the distance. Right, right. Boom, boom, boom. And then all the ones up close were there, you know, those would be smaller. And, I mean, it was nonstop. We probably had two weeks of, like, a dozen explosions per take, per night. You know? nice. <laughs> wow. We okay. had so much going on. Then when we had to have all the fires going, all those buildings were built. They had to last. So right. they're all drywalled out and set. And then we had uh, propane and diesel to fuel them and, and have all the fires going. And so we had huge tanks of those sitting out there. <laughs> you know? Just burning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Senate, yeah, it was, that was a lot it's yeah. Like, uh, was. yeah, it yeah. was
1: well, I'm just curious about one last
2: movie The Mist Yes I yes. like that movie Oh, that was a great movie, man
1: Yeah, there was a lot of Mist Speaking of, um, Tube, La- of Tube of Death
2: Oh, yeah Well, that definitely played a, a, a huge role on the sets It wasn't so much outside When we did the outside stuff uh, I got a couple stories on that real quick But um, Yeah One, uh, we shot that in Shreveport, Louisiana and basically they were taking the convention center and turning it into stages. And so we were like one of the guinea pig productions in there. And it worked out really well for what we were doing because we had the, the store, then the back of the store was on another piece and a parking lot, and, you know, and whatnot. And it was all controlled. So the, the parking lot was on a stage.
1: Yeah. It was inside. Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, wow.
2: And when he would be driving past some stuff at the end, that was on stage.
1: Yeah. So that yeah. must have been a really big... It was
2: big. Yeah, it's a convention center. So oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had tons of room. And the way that we worked that out was uh, like that whole sequence where they're in the back and they open the door and the mist starts to come in a little bit and it's just kind of sitting there. All practical. That, really? None of that was uh, How were you able to keep it just to sit there? Well, what we did was we put a box on the outside. That was coming through with smoke that was chilled. So we had, you know, like when you see the low ground fog, but we were filling the whole room with it. So we would put so much in and then bring it up so it wouldn't just stay on the floor because we had to fill that cavity as thick as we could. And then on on this side, the camera side, we had like a positive pressure with the air conditioning so that we could continue to keep the smoke out. But then we had vent fans that we controlled it so that depending on how much we had, because it would always want to creep back in. Right you would hit the vent fan to a certain point and it would suck it back out. So we could leave it just that crack that was like a foot and a half that would come and we would get to a certain point and then kind of dial it. And there were two fans and they would just completely keep it going. And when we first did it, it's funny how it works because everybody's in awe. They're just like, this is great. Cut to like day two or three while we're back there, you know, because it was a pretty long sequence. And it's like, whoa, whoa, can you get it like one more inch out? (laughs) We're like, dude! (laughs) (laughs) so then where the tubes of death came in we went through so much smoke fluid because we would fill we kind of had the same principle we just weren't using chilled air uh, or chilled smoke we were filling one side it was draped on all sides of the um, on the edges of the store and then we were trying to keep like again like that um, positive pressure on that side with some fans that would keep it all staying on the parking lot side so it wouldn't come in through the door and things like that it was really cool Yeah. And was that actually what was funny? Is we get to the end and there's that whole sequence where, you know, where he finishes and they see the lady that made it. And I happen to be the guy that was the flamethrower. And there's several of them. They just digitized me with a little bit different clothing. And I I walked up and down with a flamethrower that we built. And it was a real (laughs) (laughs) flamethrower. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And you shot that on stage? No, that was actually. at a military base. Okay. So, yeah, if you look at it close enough, there's one where you can see it, like, dripping a little bit. And that's because there was a little clog in the gun that we'd built. And then uh, because of that, I wasn't shooting it up in the air. And it caught the hillside <laughs> on fire. Had a oh, shit. And I got a radio about... on me, and I'm like, okay, we got to cut. And they're like, no, no, it's looking so great. And I'm like, no, we got to fire. <laughs> 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 so that was a lot of fun to work on, man. Right. You got you to tell the story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Last year, we're in a we're in a production meeting.
2: I'm, I'm uh, going through it. I know, what you're and, and Corey.
0: I would let Corey take it. From yeah, here. yeah.
2: So you know, it was. I think the production meeting was around like two or something like that. It, it right. wasn't it maybe eleven, twelve. Something. Right, like that. right, right. But you know, I'd already been in, and I was out picking stuff up, and I'm doing whatever. And um, you know, I got to preface this. Just got the new truck. Had it for maybe a month, and on the freeway, a Tesla rear-ends me. So I get out, brand new truck, and it, bumpers, you know, she hammered it, and I'm like, wow, okay. So I'm a little gun-shy now after I finally get it back. It was in the shop and everything else, and literally, this is probably two days after I got it back, we're having this meeting, and I take the meeting in the truck, and I'm on my way back to the stages. So I'm on it, and it was on my phone, but I would still kinda get used to the new truck, and it has a big screen, and it's like, you know, talk, don't talk, and I'm I'm trying to utilize the screen, not just my phone. So as I'm sitting, there, <laughs> I'm driving, and I haven't said a word. And then I answered something, and hit it, and I and it didn't go off. So now it's I'm live, and as I'm driving, now this guy cuts me off, and I go, mother, <laughs> and then and, I and it's just quiet, because some... he <laughs> just got <laughs> out. Yeah. So now it's like dead silence. I'm not like talking like over somebody. Right. It is dead silence, like. Motherfucker! And as I do that, I'm thinking I'm silent, so I'm like, I'm like, oh, you're not gonna let me over too? And I'm like, and I'm like, this is this is such a load of fucking bullshit! I can't believe you sons of bitches! Every fucking last one of you needs to fucking die! And I go over, and all of a sudden I hear Corey, Corey, and I'm like, oh fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. I was so embarrassed, man. I was oh, like,
0: "I mean, it was it so funny, <laughs> but it was one of those like." Because yeah. just said something, and then he was like, "Motherfucker, you motherfuckers were like,
1: well, I guess Corey didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. At one, one point, it's like, "Oh damn, what's Corey? is Corey All you motherfuckers! All you motherfuckers! Damn, he's coming <laughs> for all of yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it was. Wow, weird. I hope you all fucking <laughs> die.
1: <Exactly.
0: laughs> oh, that was. Fuck every <laughs> <laughs> you
2: motherfuckers. I think when I ended with it, and that's what I heard Corey, and I'm like, oh
0: my God. Yeah, yeah it we was, still got,
2: this still, we're only halfway through yeah. the season. Well, that wow. was the funny part, too, because then I come in, and Carr and, Ant, and um, uh, Alex were giving me such a hard time. And they're like, oh, and Car's like, pull up that tape. I need it because I'm going to turn it into my ringtone. <laughs> And it, for some reason, didn't record that day, so it, it, oh, it, it's only in wow. our stories now. Right, right, right. <laughs>
1: Which is probably oh, a good thing. Right, That's great. Right. That was hilarious. I like that. Oh, yeah. I
2: couldn't believe, and it, it couldn't have been better time with you. With exactly. The dead silence. Yeah, you know, I, there's I hardly ever silence day. in a meeting, right? Exactly. And it just picked <laughs> exactly. Oh. Um,
0: before we go, um, let's give a shout out to your pops. What is your pops' name?
2: Oh, Daryl Pritchard. Daryl yes. Pritchard. Okay. Yes. No. Yeah. Love you, Dad. <laughs> Yeah, he's something else, man. I learned a lot from that guy, and it's great, great friendship, you know. Been a, been a lucky person. We did a lot of years of working together. So,
1: so uh, Abby's up. So, who would you like to hear on the podcast?
2: Abby, yeah, I'm going to give you both the Lanteri brothers, man. Okay. And they both have such great stories. Uh, the only thing I can think of is uh, – Let's put it this way: they're they're both going to be very entertaining. Entertaining, <laughs> yes, in their own right. Right. You know, I, I think maybe Michael just because just the different stories he's going to have. Right. Um, but see that Lou is going to give you the <laughs> yeah. Lou's going to give you the? He's uh, going to make this. Yeah. He's going to eat this <laughs> up. <laughs> <Right>. You know, <laughs> so that's why I have a hard time with it. You right.
1: With well, the martini. Well, yeah. So the way we do it, um, so martini's up. Okay. And what shows are you watching that you find interesting right now you know
2: um, i ones i i, I uh, have enjoyed maybe not that current but a uh, big witcher fan I, I i love that show okay did you know, what they the third season they did third or four it's kind of interesting because they i've had like two like uh offshoot uh ah. Story, storylines. Okay. On top of it, so... Oh, okay. So yeah. it's sort of like a Witcher world. There is, a little bit. Yeah, they had like a kind of an origin story one that went on that was interesting. Yeah, I don't know, man. I've always loved that kind of sci-fi fantasy type thing, you know. Right. I was watching... I You know, I, I haven't finished it, but uh, what was that? Lioness? That so, one was pretty interesting. Yeah,
0: someone else... I think it was Merce who said yeah. Lioness. That's with... Um, Zoe uh, Saldana? Zoe, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Nicole Kidman. Nicole, Nicole Kidman. Kidman, yeah. yeah. I mean, like yeah. I said,
2: I w- I've watched probably the first three episodes, mm-hmm. and so I haven't finished it, but I, I haven't been getting that into watching shows lately. I just I was doing that for a while. Right. And, you know, earlier on in the strike and everything, and then <laughs> right. I was like, I got stuff to do. You know? <laughs> right. Because <laughs> you, you get, get sucked in, you man. You get sucked in. Like, yeah. And um, the next thing you know, it's like it's only three, and you're popping beers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ah, shit <laughs> oh I'm gonna have to rewatch that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so yeah that's about it <laughs> right on right on
1: alright I think we got it
0: yeah we got yeah, it man. so uh go ahead and call it there Mr. Pritchett
2: alright buds that's a wrap <laughs> yeah baby <man. laughs> thanks Corey thanks for coming thank you very man, much Corey. that was yeah. great dude
1: Man, that was cool. I love Corey's stories. That dude is wild. Yeah, no, I love listening to Corey. I've worked with him, and him and I, we've never talked about a lot of the stuff that he's worked on in the past. Right. And I didn't didn't know that he worked on The Mist. I loved listening to him talk about how he created The Mist in that show. I mean, his department, special effects created that character in that movie exactly which is the main character yeah no i mean <laughs> that's the main Yes, yeah, the main <laughs> adversary in the whole right, thing exactly like, i mean other other than that it's just a bunch of crazy people in a freaking grocery store <laughs> you know yep if you are a fan of the show leave us a rating or review on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and tell a friend about us i'm bc i'm spoon and we'll see you on the next one thank you Bye.